along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good. <clears throat> well, that's always good. I'm sure I can say good something. <laughs> Holy crap. It's going to be a tough show. I got two hours of this to do. Uh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles uh, International, the first half of two hours of Ghost Chronicles Radio. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me all the way from the land of the Queen, unless it's not, uh, the gold standing and ghost hunting, Stephen Parsons. Well, from the sick bed of the land of the gold standard. What, yeah, you got, mean, what do you got, the COVID there? Nah, I've got a cold. No, you can't have a cold. There's no such thing as colds anymore. You get the well, virus. I tested, well, uh, I tested <laughs> negative for the other one. So you probably got the omega or alpha. Or yeah, the omega alpha or whatever. Bar, 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 bar. Yeah, one yeah. of those. Hey, um, before before we introduce our guest, um, yeah. no, no spoilers, uh, but I went to see the new <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife last week. Yes, I know. All I can say is it's freaking awesome it is the perfect sequel better than uh, the last one no <laughs> it, it follows on from two uh, what you mean 2016's no 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 the last one just came out the all what? woman team oh no don't count that oh you don't count that you don't, you don't count that in your list okay <laughs> <laughs> it, it, fair enough it, it, it's uh, it's very very well done it is the perfect sequel. Yeah, I am dying to see it, and I will eventually along the line somewhere. But uh, yeah, I never even got to see Dune, so I'm really annoyed. Yeah. As, uh, take take some tissues. Yeah, I know. Anyways, uh, yes, uh, today's show, of course, is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, Nicolette, Messier Family Law Group, at 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. And you, too, can be a Patreon member, a member of the Dead Air Society. And uh, I got some good news because we are designing a new logo for the Dead Air Society and Swag is coming on the way for those who uh, stay with us. So, uh, oh, we get you merch. Can, you're getting merch. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's what happens. You know, we, we you know, there's a subscription for you to this, which is cheap. It's three bucks a month for God's sakes. There's 30, uh, 30 odd videos. God, it's going to be a tough two hours uh, on there. And uh, yeah, you, only our Patreon members can see them. So, there you go. All right, so we do have a guest today, and I had him on the uh, Next Generation show before, and he was really, really a good guest. So I'm hoping he'll be a really, really good guest tonight. <laughs> and he is a uh, yeah, because we're a, not good hosts. Tonight. I know it. We're not. We're out <laughs> in the lunch tonight. Uh, he has written a book, uh, Life in the Morg, so that should give you a hint of what he's about. Uh, he is Lance Anderson. Lance, you there? I am here. <laughs> Great to be back. And I like so, the second Ghostbusters movie. I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> the, the second one? Yeah, with the women. That's the third one. 
That's oh the third oh the third one okay. Well, All I right. like to see the first sequel. Well, has, so, no, since you are, you already dis, you already disqualified yourself since you realized it was only the, you thought it was the second one, so you're well, automatically yeah. disqualified. No, I, I mean, I, in your opinion, I, <laughs> fair point, Lance, because the second the 2016 movie, um, you know, as a standalone, is funny, and there is some great one-liners in it. There's some great comedy in it. No, but it's, it's too not, contrived. It doesn't work in the Ghostbusters universe. It's too contrived um, anyways. Yeah. It's kind of like Bridesmaids meets um, Ghostbusters. Yeah, whatever. I, I, we, we do, yeah. Lance, you have your opinion. You're welcome to it because this is America. It's the land of the free. And despite uh, what people say nowadays, you can, ha- you can have your own opinion. Yeah, okay. So... Yes. So let's, uh, I think we stole that anthem by the, from the British anyways. Um, you did. Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> the, the British, not the English. Yeah. yeah. I keep having to educate you about this, but sorry, yeah. back to the guest. Don't really care. <laughs> anyways. Uh, yes. Lance. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what to call you. So I called you a, a morgue tech. Is that correct? Wrong? Indifferent? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was a morgue tech autopsy. I was a morgue, uh, my official title was, uh, autopsy morgue tech supervisor. Oh, there you go. So that, <laughs> so you were a big cheese tech or, or the middle cheese tech. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> I was a small so, piece of cheese. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, that's, that's not a, uh, I mean, that's not a profession a lot of people would uh, sign up for. How, how did you ever get into it? Um, well, that's <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of one of the stories in the book. I, I was actually working. I have a cons- uh, background in construction. I was a union iron worker. Makes sense. For, uh, yeah, for, yeah, <laughs> quite a transition. Um, as I'm sure you're very familiar with the big dig in Boston. Once oh, that ended, how can I we not? Yeah, once once that started winding down hours you know hours were getting hard to fill so i went mm-hmm. to work for a demolition company and i just decided you know this this wasn't for me i started looking around for other jobs found it posted on a, a state website um <laughs> the, the you job go. just in the job i applied for was nowhere near what i expected so <laughs> the, the job description they gave in the posting was, was very vague and it was basically Gives the impression of, okay, well, you drive around in a truck and you bring bodies back to the morgue. Ah. So it's so like it a fish truck. A more. Yeah, it's yeah. like a fish truck or, you know, a lot of things. back to the pound. Yeah. Anyways, uh, okay, so you, you got involved in that. And then, uh, I mean, did you have, when you first realized what you were going to be doing everything, did you have any apprehension? I had a I had a lot of apprehension. So uh, <laughs> this this story this story continues a little bit. This is all in the book. This is what the book is about. But um, so I, I saw this job. Oh, you don't have to give it all away. Just you know, just give us a you know. No, I'm not. I'll give it all away. That's fine. Uh, I saw the job posting on on Saturday, so I updated my resume. Now I was also uh, on the volunteer fire department in my town in New Hampshire here. So I was a certified level one firefighter or basic EMT on the rescue squad. I figured that would give me some, you know, medical background to, to yeah. be transporting bodies. 
So I, you know, put that all on the resume. I mailed it out Monday morning on my way to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called me Wednesday, left me a voicemail saying to show up Thursday morning for an interview, hmm. which I did. Yeah. And, and then the interview was, uh, kind of hilarious. Uh, but that's, that's one of the stories in the book too. Okay. Um, so I left, I left, I left the, I left the interview thinking, all right, that can't possibly be a job for me. But mm-hmm. by the time I got home, they had already left me. This was back in the day when you had answering machines. They oh, had yeah. already left me. They had already left me a voicemail asking me to come back for a second interview Friday morning. Wow. And they said to dress comfortably and plan on being about four hours. So I'm like, yeah, okay, well, that, I was thinking that's, that's a little odd. Okay. So whatever I, you know, just jeans and a t-shirt, I went in, um, they put me in a set of scrubs and well, we want to see how you do in the autopsy room. <laughs> and, I like, and I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, you're just going to go in and observe and, and, you know, see how, see how you can deal with see it. See if you puke or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, <laughs> basically. so <laughs> there was me and uh, me and three other people that apparently got hired that week. So there was, there was four of us that were in there observing and, um, nope, yeah, the, going the first, on? uh, one girl, one girl left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was, she was, actually, she was, uh, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not getting it wrong, but I'm pretty sure she was an RN and mm-hmm. she worked in a prison and she was looking for a little bit of a change. But uh, yeah. she she left in the middle of the autopsy. The first autopsy that we had to observe was a 14-year-old girl that had a horseback riding accident. Ouch. So, yeah, it was, yeah. So it was pretty <laughs> it, was, it was pretty traumatic for the first one, in my opinion. But, um, no, I, I was fine with everything until they got the bone saw out and had to open the skull. Then I got, uh, uh, pretty, I got pretty weak in the knees. I took a step back and really started evaluating if this was for me. So that's all true that I mean, we, we, you see so many detective shows on TV and stuff where they, they go in there, they like, you know, pretty much get right into it. Like you're back in high school and cutting up a frog. I mean, you know, they take out the brains and they put them organs and they weigh them and all this. Other stuff. Does that really happen? That really happens. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> I've done about, uh, I, I was there about seven and a half years. I think I, did just over 2,500 autopsies. So, wow. So, Steve, I'm su- I, yeah. I, well, I, I'm surprised that the RN, um, because as part of our, because I'm also a, um, was, a yeah, that's why I wanted to ask you. Yeah. And we do, you know, we take part in um, autopsies as part of our training. Uh, so, you know, I couldn't wait. I thought it was watching, you know, getting to see the uh, the workings of a body for me was brilliant. And did you have biology? Uh, we did biology at school, but that was on frogs. I mean, this yeah, was frogs, dismantling sharks and stuff. You know, this was dismantling, you know, people. Humans, and yeah. um, I, know, I know what Lance means though about the bone saw because uh, the first time they they um, took the took the top off this guy's head, um, they were a bit. I suppose a bit uh, free with the bone saw, and there was ah. bits everywhere. Um, we all got a good splatter in that day. Ah, that's lovely. It's yeah. all good fun, though. I, 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 you know, it just I, I 
I thought it was all pretty cool being able to. I thought it's quite privileged, you know, to be able to see um, the inside of how we're put together. Well, that's nice anyway <laughs> anyway, not well, sure I mean, anyway obviously i got through it because i spent seven and a half years there and, and it yeah. was uh it, it was quite the experience so 20 2500 now you you didn't actually uh perform the autopsies correct do you want the official answer <laughs> I, I don't know you're, you're yeah, on there well, <laughs> you, you know how you know how you know how they say nurses are the ones that set up all the equipment and the doctor just kind of writes notes. Yeah, yep. that's that's <laughs> kind of how it goes. Some of some of the some of the doctors that were there were you know they'd call down and they'd have pulley cases out and it's like okay well open them up and you know take everything out weigh everything depending, on, depending the on the case if it was if it was a standard case that would happen a lot. Yeah, I um. I, I I can already kind of tell. Um, I haven't read the book, unfortunately, because I'm the wrong side of the Atlantic. But um, I I can kind of tell just listening to Lance that there is a humour, isn't there, down in the uh, mortuary department? Uh, you know, a very special kind of humour you have to have. I, yeah, <laughs> I, th- there, I think there that's are a, a, there are there are a lot of funny there are a lot of funny stories in the book. The book is basically seven years of my life and there was a lot of mm. funny things that happened there was a lot of serious uh, yeah. things that happened there's a lot of dramatic things that happened so that there is uh but there's quite there's quite a few funny stories in this but i mean you do you do have to have a sense of humor i would think because it, it helps get you through anything as well i would imagine so anyway yeah but you know that's always that's always the thing that like totally freaks me out about these ghost hunting shows on tv it's like you know they you see zach you see like oh uh, you know like can you imagine uh, you know if you're having surgery and the doctor says oh blood uh, uh, it's like seriously you know i mean they're supposed to be professionals you're supposed to be able to handle what you do and if you can't handle it then you're in the wrong business i'm sorry (laughs) hey i'll tell you what i'm sorry to jump in but on that round we we were in the operating department um one time and mm-hmm. the surgeon who, you know, very, very senior surgeon had done hundreds of operations, mm-hmm. Nick, nicked his thumb uh, with yeah. a scalpel and then passed out at the sight of his own blood. Yeah, could happen, but I mean, oh, it's a little, different, <laughs> little different from screaming and running away. It's like, ah, when he cuts somebody else open, I mean, you know, I mean, he, I mean, he cut, you know, he, he, he it's my own body. Surgery. Yeah, but my he, body is like, my temple. He only nicked his thumb. <laughs> You know, with a he hadn't he hadn't used a scalpel on a patient. You know, he was picking it up. Weak, it, weak need that day. Who knows? Yeah, he just went over. Hmm. Well, all right. So let's get back to Lance. We've really gone off on this yeah, thing. Yeah. Um. So so Lance, I mean, some of this, well, a good portion of this book, I believe, also goes into some of your uh, paranormal experiences. I guess you would call them in in the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Morg as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, uh, did yeah. you were you were, were you into the paranormal before you took this job, or I mean, or is it just something you never thought about, or, or what? Well, I I was, and I watched the shows and stuff that, that mm-hmm. were on TV at the time. I think I think actually I think the only one that was on was the Ghost Hunters show, but I used to and watch that all the time. Most yes. haunted. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, most haunted, the one in England. Yes, yes, yes. 
Yes, um, Steve was Steve was on that show, so we always have to mention it. <laughs> you don't. I, 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 I kind of. This is live, so I, I won't say what I was doing. There's a, there's a most haunted clip where Derek Okora is doing the uh, uh, getting into his thing and, and doing the reading, and there's a story involving Mary. Yeah, <laughs> uh, classic. I was just showing someone that video last night. <laughs> Yeah, that's classic. Absolutely classic. She loves him. She loves Mary. Loves him. She loves yep. Dick. She covers, Mary she loves covers Dick. <laughs> yep. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so, um, so I, I mean, I guess I was on the surface of being into the paranormal. My daughter, and then my daughter had come over. She said, "Hey, there's this ghost hunting group doing a presentation at, at our local library. She's mm-hmm. like, you want to go?" And I'm like, "Yeah." So we went and we watched the presentation. I started talking to a couple of people that were in the group, and before you know it, I had joined their group, and now I have oh. my own. What was the so, group? Not, so, hmm? At that time, the what was that group that, that you saw? Uh, that was that was Northeast Paranormal Association. Oh yeah, I know them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, my neck, my neck started, in the woods I, up here. That's why I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I started with them, and uh, I, I don't want to say they fell apart. They're still they're still around. A lot of the some of the originals are, are still in there. Uh, but everyone kind of went their separate ways. Uh, but over, we'll say the last five, six years, I've kind of had my own, my own group going on. So, um, oh, so, you, but so yeah, you're still well, into well, this? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah, yeah. I'm still actively hunting. We just we so, just did a big hunt the other night. So so what's what's your group? Uh, the group now is Paranormal Odyssey Investigations. There you go. Paranormal Odyssey. Do you have a website or anything? So if somebody wants to look you up, they can do that. We do. Our website is Spooky Us. Dot org. <laughs> Spooky, yes. <laughs> and, and we are on Facebook as Paranormal Odyssey Investigation. Okay, I'll have to check it out. I don't think I've seen your group anyway. I mean, there's a lot of groups out there now than there used to be, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, there uh, are yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah but uh, on, on, the, on the morgue, to get back to the morgue thing, uh, one of the, Yeah, one, we, one we of should do that, shouldn't nights, we? <laughs> yeah, one of my scariest nights not being an investigator was in that morgue and there were story there were stories people would tell me stories from the first day i was in there um we had that we had a special room for the decomposing bodies they had their own cooler and their own autopsy room it was called the deco room and and i was always always forewarned about the deco room ghost to watch out for him and the girls that were some of the girls that were working upstairs were we're always saying, you know, they'd, they'd see shadows and stuff upstairs and walking around. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a good section of the book. It was probably one of the scariest nights of my life. I was in the morgue at two in the morning by myself. <laughs> That's a good <Yeah>. story. <laughs> that in itself, or did you have something happen? That's, you know, you're just going to oh, leave no, us I hanging had, there, was, there was a lot. No, you I, don't have I to go into, into all the, the details. Yep. This is a two hour show. I, I can get into the story. Yeah, you so can get it away. Was, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold it. It's a one-hour show. This is two shows. Two hours of <laughs> Ghost Chronicles Radio, Ghost Chronicles International. Then there's the second show. Okay, carry on. <laughs> so I was I was working uh, a third shift. Uh, there was me and two newer technicians. Um, so I was staying behind at the desk. It sent them. They, they were going out. They were going to go pick up a couple of bodies at some hospitals. So they were going to be out for three or four hours. And... Um, that's pretty much where I had my interactions with the, I'll say it was the deco room, 
ghost, but not quite sure. I had to do a little building walkthrough, and it starts with I'm sitting at my I'm sitting at my little tech station. I went upstairs, did my walkthrough, got my coffee, sitting at my little tech station down and back. Uh, paper towel dispenser starts going off down the hallway, and it's like, well, that's kind of weird. Didn't think anything of it. Go back to you know I look down the hallway to see what the noise was, and see the paper towels. Go back. Now my coffee's ice cold at my desk. And I'm like, oh, that that's really weird. So sitting at my desk again, uh, one of the, the alarm panel is saying there's people upstairs opening doors. <laughs> so wow. I'm like, this is like this is like two o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, there's not supposed to be anyone in the building. So I go up the back, I go up the back set of stairs um in this hallway. Upstairs is, is dark other than, you know, the red the red exit lights. <clears throat> And a couple of, you know, uh, what, I don't, not emergency lights, but a couple of lights that stay on. Other than that, it's pretty dark. And I can hear people talking. And the building's long. It, it's pretty long, scary-looking hallway in the dark. Mm-hmm. But I can hear I can hear stuff going down in the administration area where the desks are set up. So I'm standing down the hallway. The lights are out. So I'm standing down the hallway, and I yell down there because now I'm a little freaked out. So I yell down there and no one answers and i can hear like a conversation i can hear people talking down there uh i could hear a chair moving i could hear a file cabinet opening and i'm like you know who, who the heck is here so i turn the lights on and i get out in the hallway and i'm looking around there's no one down there i'm like wow that's really weird <laughs> um walk walk through to the other the other side, end of the building i was going to go down the front hall steps turn the lights out again I hear I start hearing talking again. So I stick my head back in the door. I'm like, hey, who's up here? Nobody's answering. Went back in there. I'm thinking maybe someone's hiding under a desk trying to freak me out. <laughs> there's, there's so much backstory to this, but I, I can get into that after too. So I go down the front hallway stairs anyway. And uh, <clears throat> uh, I come back into the hallway down the front of the side of the building and I'm looking down the long corridor down to where my check tech station is and i can see this shadow thing go across into the deco room and it was like this is just like really freaking me out so um i had my cell phone so i called i called the two guys in the truck like where are you guys at and they're like oh we're still like an hour away but i already have to get back here (laughs) (laughs) so just to just to give us a little layout of the building. I mean, what's the building like? Is it is it two stories, one story? Is it you know how the size of it? So just give us a, a rough guess, so that we can visualize it a little better. Uh, it's probably about oh two hundred two hundred fifty feet long, two story brick building. Okay. Um, the tech station is in the back with the garages. With we would keep the trucks and stuff. And tech station is in the back, and then you go about halfway up. That's where the main cooler is. It keeps about 120 bodies, roughly. Uh, right in right in front of that cooler is the is the depot room. It's got an autopsy. It's got an autopsy set up for for three bodies in there, and that's got its own cooler for the decomposed bodies. Um, the autopsy room was on the opposite side of the hallway. There was an X-ray room. So it was a, it was a proper medical facility, I, I guess I would call it. Is this all on the 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 main bottom floor, or is is that? Oh, the deco room goes. 
Yeah, the demon ghost is that on the the main floor? Well, the, if, the... if he's the only one there, he would he would be on the first floor. If he's the only one there, but like I said, there was there was activity upstairs. Up the second floor was all the administration where the offices were. And... Oh, okay, okay, that's okay. Now I get a bit of picture of what's going on. All right, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Down, downstairs was the biohazard area. Or upstairs was all the administration. So when okay. they bring the bodies in, they would bring them into the bay, I guess, where they, they store the trucks and stuff. Yes, they they all come in the backside of the building in the garage. Yeah. So it's a good flow that goes that way. Okay. Now I get it. All right. So I mean, did you ever find out what this ghost was, or 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 who it is, or or anything, or do you have any guesses on it? Well. The, the story goes as it was a former medical examiner, <clears throat> but there, but there's no documentation of, a, of, well, there was definitely no medical examiner that, that passed away in the building and there's okay. really no documentation. I mean, I'm sure past medical examiners have passed away, but there's really no documentation saying who this particular one is. So there's really no guess on who it is. It's just assumed it's an old medical examiner. And that okay. that actually helps uh, one of the other stories. There was a doctor. Uh, the doctors didn't like working in the decomp room because it kind of stunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they had this one particular uh, female doctor, and she was kind of a little prissy, uppity type, and she didn't like that room. But <clears throat> she had come downstairs, and you know they had big heavy metal doors with a skinny rectangular window. Yeah. So she had come downstairs and, and, you know, by the tech station, well, who's my tech? And it was this, it was this girl named Nakia. And she was, she was sitting there. She says, I am. And she says, well, are we all set up? And she's like, yeah. So the doctor goes over to the deco room to go look at the bodies. And she stops and looks in the window and comes back to the desk, throws her folder on the, on the counter. And she says, someone's already working in there. And Nakia, ah. and Nakia was like, no, no, look, no one's in there. And she says, well, I just, I just saw someone in there. Someone in there is doing something with the body. And Nikki is like, I just left that room and set it up. She said, no one's in there. And, and she went in there and the room was empty. Yikes. <laughs> <So. laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's, uh, it sounds like an interesting place to work. Uh, unfortunately, right now we're coming up on the break, so we don't want to go into anything else at this time. So is, where is this book available, Lance? And what's the title again? Uh, it is Life in the Morgue. It is on Amazon or anywhere you can get books online. Okay, there you go. And uh, all right, we are coming up to the break. So anyways, uh, thank you very much. We'll we'll come right back at this in a minute. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International, the first of two hours of Ghost Chronicles Radio uh, with Steve Parson and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. Our special guest is Lance Anderson, uh, author of the book Life in the Morgue. And We'll be right back after the, well, well, actually, uh, we want to thank our good friends on uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon, by the way, for supporting us and uh, uh, all that we do and everything. So anyways, we'll be back right after the break. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? 
then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parrax family. And welcome back to this December edition of Ghost Chronicles International, the 1st of December, the 1st of Christmas, with me, the elf on the shelf, and over in New England, the Grinch that stole Christmas, Ron Kolek. And our special guest tonight, Lance Anderson, uh, talking about life in the morgue, which for British listeners is a mortuary. It is? It is. We don't have morgues. We have mortuaries. You have mortuaries. Where are the mortuaries? We have mortuaries. That no. They're in cemeteries. No, uh, in the in the um, we we don't use the word morgue. We have um, it's the same place. It's the same thing as Lance is talking about, but we call it the mortuary. So what's Rue Rue Morgue or Rue Rue? I don't know. Murder on the Rue Morgue. Well, Rue is a French word, so it must be a French one. I, okay, I, I rather suspect because, um, well, I, I think the derivation of the American use of the word is is the French word "morgue," but here we say "mortuary." Right, whatever. Anyway, here we are. Anyway, right. back to the guest. Far more interesting than us. Go ahead. Sorry, Lance. We got we talked over you. We no, couldn't I'm, hear you. Go. Ahead. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over. I just caught kind of caught me off guard. So you're a medic. You. Your medical examiner systems would work in a in a mortuary. Yeah, almost exactly oh, the same. Cool. We have almost exactly the same systems and procedures, um, uh, but and it's done by the coroner and doctors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and we have mortuary technicians, and um, so, so the systems are exactly the same, but we just have a slightly different name for the building and the um, the place where they're carried out. The Australians use the word "morg" too. Well, we is, don't. Well, <laughs> get with the program. We are. <laughs> anyway, all right, back to Lance. Lance, so uh, did we? I don't know if we finished your story. You saw the thing. The guys were two hours out, and so what, what did you end up doing? Um, well, that's that's kind of a funny thing. So I, we had these big stainless steel gurneys that we did the autopsies on that were that were on wheels. They weigh about 115 pounds, I believe. And I put one in front of the cooler door and <laughs> locked the wheels. 
And <laughs> we had a little curtain that we had to draw across the hallway when we had a body come into the processing area. We had a curtain to block off the hallway. So I pulled the curtain and I kind of sat at my tech station waiting eagerly for people to come back. Ignored the whole thing. Maybe it'll go away. <laughs> well, I, yeah, that, I really had no options. I couldn't leave. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, it's, let's see, it was a shadow that moved into the wall. So, yeah, the gurney will stop him and the curtain, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind, it's kind of like, you know, um, when people say that they see, you know, things in the bedroom and they pull the covers over the head. If I can't yeah. see it, it's not there. Exactly. exactly. If that curtain moved, I would have been out that garage door window. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be honest, when, when we were doing night shifts and we, we did have to, you know, if we if we lost somebody on one of the wards and um, you didn't wait for the porters to uh, come and fetch the body, you would you would actually take it down to the mortuary yourself. Um, you know, one, one or two of the nursing staff would do it. And um, there were many, many, many stories about the basement corridor where the mortuary was located. And I always used to really look forward to those trips down. Um, not not for any morbid fascination, but for the ghosts, because I always hoped to encounter one of the mortuary ghosts because there were many. I don't know of a single hospital that wasn't, you know, didn't have uh, ghost stories. And they were all... You know, many of them were linked to the mortuary. Yeah. So is is that the only ghost in the building or are there, or do you believe there are other uh, friendly, yeah, whatever, entities there? Well, now, now being a little more experienced paranormal investigator, I, I would I would lean towards this probably more than one. Huh. So I, I think our deco room guy is, is probably more of just a residual. Because he doesn't really seem to bother anybody, although he mm-hmm. gets seen every now and again, he doesn't seem to bother anybody. Uh, so the towel dispenser. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? I mean, you know, why is it the ghost seem fascinated? When you when you die, you seem to become inordinately fascinated by doing simple, stupid things like messing around with towel dispensers or throwing rocks at people and i totally understand that yeah well like... i was gonna say if you, if you think about it you can't get your your if you're in spirit form or energy form whatever you want to call it you, you can't interact with anybody you can't relate to anybody so if you go by a towel dispenser with an infrared thing and you can float by it and it spits out a towel it's like that's your interaction it's like here i am yes yeah, like, oh, i'm I not did. dead see i'm not dead yeah, I if i if things. i if i came yeah, if I came back, I would just torment the hell out of people. Yeah. Oh, I have a few, I have a few people on my list too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly the person who gave me this cold. Oh. <laughs> just cat, no. <laughs> no, wasn't her. <laughs> All right. So, um, so I mean, why did you? First of all, why did you end up leaving after seven years? Um, uh, well, I, I kind of have an eyesight issue. Okay. Um, so my eyesight just wasn't handling it anymore and I'm not able to drive anymore. So I have gone into um, a legally blind status. So I'm a legally uh, blind ghost hunter. Well, that works. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, I'd rather that than a legally blind mortuary technician. Or a doctor. 
<laughs> well, my eyesight wasn't so good when I worked there either. <laughs> but I could drive, some would say. <laughs> He's still alive. He isn't now. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. <laughs> now, did you... Did you, I mean, we hear, you know, we hear stories about, you know, bodies that people, after people are dead, they sit up or they, they twitch or whatever you think. Is, is that ever happened on your watch? You know, I have, yep. I have never seen it, never experienced it. People will expel some gas when they're moved, <laughs> yeah. but that, that's really about it. I've never seen one. I find those stories very hard to believe that bodies are twitching or anything that is actually another if you want another morgue story oh, I, 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 I can give you a, i can give you a first a first person account of one um we were in we were in well we were in the er which wasn't called it we called it accident and emergency but in america it's the er and we had um the first port of call in britain is they don't deliver them direct to the mortuary they they often deliver them direct to um the er um until they decide what to do with the body and on this particular night they brought they fished one out of the river mersey he'd been he'd been there a while um and yeah and we watched uh they they he was in a plastic body bag and we watched the body bag and the body writhing around um on the trolley the gurney um until fascination, you know, and curiosity took over, and we unzipped it, and out popped about a fifteen-pound conger eel. <laughs> Neil, <laughs> I, I I was just going to tell a very similar story. We had gone to do a removal uh, yeah. on an elder elderly man uh, that was just kind of found unresponsive at home. So, and and we, you know, we put him in the body bag and transported him back to the office, and he was sitting in the processing area on the gurney. And the bag right around where the hands would have been started moving around. You could, could see it moving and, and crinkling and <laughs> opened the bag. See what was going on. And his cat had jumped in. Oh. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't a gerbil. Uh, <laughs> oh, let that one go. <laughs> now we should yeah, never. Well, <laughs> now read bad. the book. Yeah, those aren't in there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so you uh i mean it never got to the point where you were actually frightened right i mean you did that occur for other people is in there that worked there did they go um no i'd say that night i was pretty frightened like i said i I was not what i would consider a paranormal investigator at that point i was Uh interested in the paranormal i've always been interested in the paranormal but I wasn't. I wouldn't consider myself an investigator. So I, I, I will admit, I was, I was pretty frightened that night. Um, but I, I mentioned there's a lot of backstory to this stuff. So when we get new technicians in, there's obviously a hazing period, and we had this one, <laughs> we had this one kid. Uh, he was right out. He was right out of college, and he was, a, he was a good kid, great sense of humor. So we kind of had this run of practical jokes going on with us. Oh boy. between the two of us and <laughs> he was coming into work one day and that we had a, in our locker room, there's a bunch of lab coats and, and scrubs and stuff hanging up um, that kind of right by the door when you walk in. So I saw him coming down the hallway. So I, I hid in the, I hid in the lab coats. And when he come by, I grabbed him by the ankle. 
and he screamed and kind of ran down the hallway. I thought that was hilarious. So I that actually, <laughs> yeah, I, that, that was just one of, the, one of the things we used to do. But um, I actually thought that night was him getting back at me. I thought he had something to do with it. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so I mean, a, you said, a, I was going to say you ahead. saw the shadow, but uh, you, you said your eyesight wasn't good. So that doesn't, <laughs> I was going to ask you to describe it a little bit more, but uh, I guess that wouldn't be. Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say, well, there really wasn't, there really wasn't much to describe it. It's just, it was just, the hallway is, you know, like I said, it's a long hallway, but mm. it's maybe maybe six or eight feet wide. Right. So when you got, you know, we got the glass door, the glass sliding door on the other end, and there's light coming in from the garage, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you just saw something kind of shoot by that way, and it's, you know, that's where I that's where I thought it was, you know, this this kid <laughs> Justin getting me. Uh. <laughs> So it was it, it was dark enough to block out the light. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I have to ask you, but uh, so you you weren't into the you weren't on a team when you were working in the morgue, were you? Uh, no, I, I had been working in the morgue probably through two or three years before I uh, actually started saw went and saw Northeast Paranormal's presentation. So you like, ended I, up, I was not a ghost hunter at the time. So, <laughs> so at the latter years, were you, were you on a team at that time? Yeah, on my later years in the board, yes. So then I have to ask the the question that I'm sure every paranormal investigator hears: Did you ever bring your recorder into the <laughs> I, abso- I absolutely did. I brought my no meter in. Uh, I brought my recorder in. Uh, I left it. I left the recorder running in the deco room all night. Uh, I had my no meter with me all night on the thing and, and didn't get a, a thing. Didn't get anything. Interesting. Yeah. So. Steve, you would definitely bring a recorder in, wouldn't you? Um, there have been there have been a number of times when I've tried to um, request uh, an investigation um, of, you know, the hauntings that we have over here in hospitals and mortuaries. Uh, we managed to, we were, we did get involved in one case of it in a funeral home um, that had cadavers in it. Uh, uh-huh. But no, ordinarily permission is refused over here. Um, it's just not seen as uh, proper. Proper. Yeah, not proper. Understandable. Unfortunate, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been, you know, curious of that. Like, you know, if I worked in a, in a, place that was haunted everything i i would i mean I, i'm almost positive i would bring a recorder at the very least if not more <laughs> well, we, we i mean you know we we did this was in the days before the cell phones had cameras on them yeah yeah um, exactly. so you know we we didn't have analogs anyway uh you know there was nothing um we we were sometimes allowed to take cameras into the operating room um, as part of, you know, if we were doing research for a project and we needed to get some photography, that was sometimes granted. But any form of mention of the paranormal and the administrators would, oh, no, we don't do that over here and uh, don't want to encourage that sort of thing. Yeah. So, Lance, I, getting back to you, is is there a CCT 
cameras there? CVT, uh, CCTV cameras there? Yeah, Easy for you to say. There are security cameras that are motion activated cameras. Uh, but as, as Steve just mentioned, they, they frown upon that stuff. Um, we weren't we weren't supposed to be doing any of that sort of thing. <laughs> no, you could you couldn't even look uh, at them, huh? No, we we didn't we didn't have access to view the security cameras. Not not. Oh, as that's oh, that's a shame. Yeah, not as technicians. So. so, so how many people worked in this building? As a, a, a like, I'm mean, sure it changes from the day to night as well, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. As, as you know, day shift is obviously the busiest shift. There's probably uh, 12, 14 technicians on, depending on how many of the budget was allowing them to hire. Uh, some eight, eight, now six full-time doctors, two or three part-time wow. doctors. Uh, boy, I don't, I don't even know how many administrative staff, probably a dozen administrative staff upstairs. So it's a good-sized crew then. Yeah, so I mean, I, yeah, I mean, at at its peak during day shift, you, you probably had close to fifty people in the building anyway, just working. Wow, I mean, how so. many bodies come in at a time? <laughs> well, it depends on the night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, night. It, I mean, do you, do you get? I mean, uh, on on a crazy night, how many is a crazy night for? A... Oh, a, cra- a crazy night! We had a major car accident on on the Pike. Uh, oh it was a van that had it had it was a van that had eight people in it, uh, plus a car with three or four people in it. Um, well, you, you get house fires, you'll get entire, <laughs> you'll get you you uh, you can get pretty loaded up. I can I can tell you the the average the average is about twenty eight thousand cases a year. Wow, that is a lot. It's a lot more than I I, yeah, I ever so, anticipated. Really, yeah. now not yeah. everybody that dies goes to the to the uh, morgue, right? No, not 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 to that more. No, it would have to be considered an unnatural or unattended uh, death or accidental death, obviously homicides. Right. Okay. So, so that that would make sense because people die all the time. Uh, yeah. it, is that the only morgue in the entire state? I mean, state uh, no. They, well, they when when I was working when I was there, they had um, the Boston office, which is where I worked, and they had an office out in Western Mass in uh, Springfield. Okay, Holy that would make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, now they have an office down the Cape, the one in Boston, uh, Holyoke, and for one year, I, I, I'm going to assume because I've been away from it for a while, but I'm going to yeah. assume it's still there. We had uh, set up a satellite office at UMass in Worcester, and I was in that UMass office for a year. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's funny because there, there I I know that uh, from uh, UMass uh, there are a lot of stories about uh, uh, hauntings on that campus. Uh, that so <laughs> that's kind of curious. So when you have these experiences, were they all in the Boston office, or, or did you have them in other offices as well that you were in? No, all, all of my experiences with the more paranormal stuff was in Boston. It I, was I didn't have any issues. Yeah, I didn't have any issues in Worcester huh. uh, the year I was out there, and I, I spent a lot of time in Worcester by myself, sitting in their morgue. So, or yeah. mortuary, <laughs> right? Yeah, or mortuary, mortuary. <laughs> so, I spent a lot I, of time so there by myself, it was, it was just me, me as the technician, uh, one doctor and one administrator, and the doctor and administrator obviously only worked daytime hours. 
So what? Why would you think that? I mean, what what is your uh, theory on why the the Boston office uh, had far more artillery than the other offices? If I had any theory on it at all, yeah, it's, you know, we're just talking theory. Well, because uh, Boston, even with the even with the satellite offices, even like the, the Worcester cases and stuff, if anything was too traumatic or too high profile, it would go to Boston. So any, anything that was considered high profile or or, or something like that would, would end up in Boston. Um, why? I'm not saying the Worcester office wasn't haunted. I just did. Right. I just never had any experiences there. Yeah. Okay. So, That's fair enough. And. I mean, was the the Boston office was it a uh, an older building? Was it uh, on, on an old or a older spot? Was there any you know anything Indian burial ground? Yeah, it's got to be everything's a freaking Indian burial ground in here in Massachusetts. But yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not I'm not sure exactly when the building was built, but it was not an old building. It was, it was a fairly new building. Fairly new building, then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I can go back to my construction days for a burial ground story. <laughs> I will go for it. We'll go for that. We <laughs> so love we, we, we love building, burial grounds. Well, we were, we were building. Uh, it was a low income housing project, so there was going to be like four four buildings. We were doing the foundations for. We were doing the rebar and the concrete reinforcing, and uh, as they were digging up for the foundations, they they had come across a couple of coffins that were oh. <laughs> underground. And it tur- it turns out that there was a church property. Uh, the church the church property was actually across the street, but they had some uh, some priests that were buried. That was the, that used to be the church's property, and they had some priests that were buried there. For oh. some reason, they were kind of forgotten about. So what what happens when that occurs? I know in a lot of places, if if something like that, everything stops and and it becomes a a real uh, mess at times. Um, well, I didn't work for the medical examiner's office at that point, so I, I don't know what they did, but they did come, they did come and, and remove, <laughs> remove the, the coffins. That's a good thing. And, and I, what happened to them after that? I, I don't know. I can only assume that they got in touch with <laughs> the, the church affiliated with it. I'm not even, I'm not even sure if it was a Catholic church. I did not even, I couldn't tell you what the church was. Or who they were affiliated with. So I, I honestly don't know what happened with them. I know I they mean, came in and got removed. See, that's, we, were that's, we were shut down for a few weeks while they looked for more. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say. Because when usually when something like that occurs, and it doesn't even have to be bodies, if they come across like uh, bits of history, then uh, bam, everything stops. Then the, uh, you get the archaeologists that have to come in and look at this and that and make sure it's nothing of significance. And it's a really a pain in the ass, to be honest with you. Uh, and, and sometimes it's just no offense, but it, it may be bits of history, but it's just junk. Uh, you know? <laughs> but, Did uh, you really just say that bits of history are junk? I said yes. That's you true. absolute heathen. Uh, I'm sorry, but you know what? They had dumps back in the old days too, and that's what they used to dump there. Well, that's where you're going to end up. I hope. Oh no, I'll be. I'm gonna. I expect to be levitated right into heaven, so I have no uh, worry yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 History's just ascension. Ascension. I can't, I can't believe you said that. Then I did. Yes, I did, and I will continue to say so. Sometimes <laughs> junk is just junk. I'm sorry, <laughs> but anyway. 
Sorry, we didn't mean to get get off on you, Lance. But uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, so your book is uh, it, it's it. You talk about your your case that you discussed here. I assume there are other uh, tales in there as well, and and uh, there are some humorous bits as well, as far as some of you the experiences you had working in the morgue or mortuary. Yeah, there there there, there are several several uh, funnier stories in there. Yes. <laughs> Like I said, the, the book is written as a, as a humorous fiction, but uh, pretty much everything in the book happened to me. So, <laughs> Lance, what inspired you to actually write the book? That's a good question, Steve. Uh, well, <laughs> when I started working there, no matter where I went, if I was at any kind of a, a function or other people were around and someone mm. knew where I worked, they wanted stories. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I told I think I told this story I think I told this story on the last time I, I spoke with Ron, but I was at a friend's house. We were at a barbecue. I don't know if it was Memorial Day or Fourth of July or or something, and I'm just sitting at a table minding my own business, waiting for my turn to go play cornhole. And this mm-hmm. couple this couple walks in, and <laughs> the the husband the woman's husband just kind of walked right by the host as they were going up to greet him and came down, sat, sat and gave me a big handshake. And he's like, Oh, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And his wife, comes over and goes, that was, that was kind of rude. He didn't even say hi. And he's like, Oh, he's got much better stories. <laughs> uh, that was, that was a big part of it is, is a lot of people wanted the story. So yeah. Yeah. I kind of took seven years worth and, and made it into one big kind of, <laughs> story <laughs> i mean so many people are fascinated with death and and uh you know dying and paranormal and everything else and we've seen that all through a uh, history of literature and uh so i don't know why we have this fascination fascination for death uh do you have a theory on that uh the fascination with death because people yeah. want to know people want to know there's an afterlife and it's it's not the end I want to know. I want to know it's not the end. <laughs> you just, you just got to know what that. That's what they call faith for. See, so you just, if you believe in okay. faith, then, then you don't have to worry about that. It's like, ah, okay, you know, everything's going to be cool. So there you go. Then yeah, but if you've got faith, I mean, you're still looking for proof. That's why you keep going back to church every Sunday. No, you don't. That's why you pray. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. Wait a minute. Who in this room goes to church every Sunday? Oh, that would be me. That would be you. Exactly. The history history junker. (laughs) You're not going to let me forget that, are you? No. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Lance, um, whoops, we are running out of time too, unfortunately. Yeah, so yeah, there it is. There's the bill. So anyway. All right. So Lance, uh, if uh, you are still doing paranormal investigating with your team. We are still doing paranormal investigating, yes. So if somebody's interested in have uh, having uh, you know a place investigated and they they want to contact you, how could they do that, Lance? Uh, they could they could reach out to us on Facebook. Um, I don't know if you want to give my number out on yes. the phone, but uh, oh no, go, don't give a phone me. number. No, no, no. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't want to give out a phone number, but uh, no. the, our email is contact contact us at spookyf.org, uh, or they can reach out on Facebook, send us a message on Facebook. We'd be happy to do so. What is it? Spooky. Contact us at spookyus.org. Spooky us. Yeah. Okay. Spooky us. Yes, 
All right, Lance, we want to, uh, and your book is, of course, uh, Life in the Morgue, I believe. Yes, it is. And it is available in England, Mr. Parsons. I have friends in Liverpool. That I, I, yep, I've just, uh, whilst we've been on air, I've actually ordered a copy. Oh, you're well, the thank best. You very much. You're the best. You let me read it when you're done. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It'll be in English and I won't be able to understand it. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I ordered a copy because it sounded such like it sounded just such a good read. Yeah, it's gonna be. It, it, it is a very good read. Is, I, I've been told it's a very good read. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I, I kind of understand the humor anyway. So, um, yeah, I've uh, mine should be here tomorrow. There you go. All right, we gotta go. Oh. Anyways, Thank you, Amazon. Yeah, I know it, huh? God, they're making a ton of money. Anyways, we want to thank you, Lance, for joining us, and I, I, we really do appreciate it. Uh, you taking the time out of your evening and uh, joining us and not ghost hunting. So, uh, thank you for coming on, and uh, we want to thank our sponsors: Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts; the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts; and our super duper good friends on Patreon, uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, including our newest member from the UK. Uh, Colin Bisland. So there you go. Lance, thanks again. Good night and God bless everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank it you. was a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Lance. And next week we'll be discussing the importance of history. <laughs> to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.